What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Water Boys Podcast. We are officially on episode 24, and we are making it special. Episode 24, the Kobe special. We thought just 24, and you know, the man himself who gave that number a whole different meaning. It would be a complete dishonor if we did not remember him today. Um, but before anything, make sure you go check out our Instagram page at Waterboys underscore podcast and our Twitter page at Waterboys P. So, Kobe Bryant, it was really sad to see him go that January 26th on the Sunday. Um, that kind of like set off a chain of events that led to 2020, right? That was just such a crazy year. But let's just take a look back, right? What was your favorite Kobe moment? Just give, just like blurt it out. Favorite. Mine, okay. So mine has to be when he dropped his career high, career high of eighty-one points. That's Ooh. what kind of inspired me. I was like, so every time I shot a basketball, right? I was like, Kobe when I made it, just because you know it's just iconic. Like that game. Also, I personally didn't watch it. I watched highlights of it because I wasn't like I was live, but I was two at the time and it happened. But that just inspired me to, to you know, to pick up a basketball and every time I shoot it, be like, oh yeah, Kobe, and goes in, you know. Um, to me, that's a special. Um, him dropping eighty-one points is an iconic game, and I just love his uh, mentality and what he brings to the table. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on the, on the fact that like whatever, like I don't even think it has to be a basketball. Like, I, my brother, one uh, year, right, a quick story, uh, what happened was he was so obsessed with yelling Kobe whenever he shot anything, or whenever, like, we had a mini hoop, right, and whatnot, and even, like, when he would throw out the trash, he'd, like, take two steps back. Kobe, right, my mom got so annoyed with it, and, um, you know how Lent, right, you have to give up something for Lent? Yeah, my mom made yeah. him give up saying Kobe for Lent, because that's how much he <laughs> was <Wow. laughs> What a legend. <laughs> Ugh. But, really, Raj, but man, so me, inspirational. For me, um, my favorite Kobe moment has to be the dunk against Josh Smith, right? Uh, I want to, because, you know, I might just be like, oh, yeah, Kobe has done many monstrous dunks. But this one, for me, was my first NBA highlight that I've ever watched. And it was kind of what got me into the game. Um, I remember when I first watched that, uh, I, I didn't watch it live again. It was, again, like on YouTube. It came up when I was a kid just scrolling through. Um like, I saw that, and, like, I was just, like, amazed that a human being could do that. And just, like, I was like, yo, that's a cool game, man. I gotta try it out. And, you know, well, here we are on a podcast discussing sports. Um, So, in, in, in actually, hindsight, he's kind of the reason the podcast <laughs> came to be. Uh, Or else I probably wouldn't have had this much of a love for basketball. I probably would have just stuck to, I don't know, cars or something. Uh, that was my main interest at the main time. But... Um, another favorite Kobe moment I got, um, the game winner in Phoenix. Y'all remember that? He, Ooh. that was insane. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Shot put up, man. Right in his mitt. Mm. That was crazy. Cold. Yeah, that was, that was insane. I mean, like, I think uh-huh. for me, he has to be my second favorite player ever. You know, I think he's just an iconic player, man. Like, yeah. like his playing style is just... It's just different, like the intensity it plays with every single play. Like, like I've never seen him take players off. You know, like, these days players are like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It's the fourth quarter," or like, right. or, or like, like beating someone by twenty. He doesn't care. Kobe goes hard every single play. Kobe not only like motivated me in in basketball, 
but even football, dude. Like when I play football, right? Um, there were times where I was, where I was dead. Like I was just tired. It's fourth quarter, right? And um, thinking of Kobe and and how he played hard every single second, every single play, that motivated me to to play harder. You know, even though my body was tired, you know, I was able to push through and just finish the game out. And I was thinking about that because I'm a big dude, right? And my stamina isn't 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 the best. And I was able to get better uh, because of pushing through and thinking of his mentality. Like his mentality can be applied to to everything: to basketball, football, and sports, and all sports, and, and even life, like even studies and, every, and whatnot. And I just love his motto and and the player that he is. That he is. Yeah. Um. I think what everything you said there was true. Um. You know his motivational thing. That was actually kind of like. Uh, one of the topics I want to talk about today, but we'll just move it up in the agenda. No problem. Um, I think I think I, I can speak for all of us that he has inspired us in one way or another. Uh, I remember when I first started playing basketball, I was always the shortest on the on the court, and Danny knows this too because we grew up playing basketball together. Um, I was always the shortest. I always had to rely on passing. I I can't shoot that well, right, Danny? Um. I would always pass the ball to Danny in the corner, and he'd find it and just, like, let it fly. And, um, but, you know, he kind of, like, I would, I would just be watching, see, I don't know how to say this, but I, I would just be watching, like, you know, highlight clips, and then every, like, two or three plays, there'd be a Kobe clip in, and I would see the intensity, like, varying from him to the other clips, right? Um, the effort he put into, like, every play, like Aman said, something I admire, the work ethic he had. I mean, this guy woke up at 2 in the morning, right? Worked out 4 to 6, took a break, worked out again 11 to 2, and then worked out four times in a day. And his, like, drive, I guess, to be better was something that um, I have really tried to adapt over the years, um, especially with having an older brother and, um, you know, just competing with him every single time we step on the court. And it's not easy when the guy is taller than you and heavier and, you know, muscular, <laughs> more stronger than you. But um, that's something that he's inspired me to do. And even when I started this podcast, right, or, like, when we had this idea, I remember watching a, a, a clip that says, um, like, if you are completely passionate to do this, right, and that was, uh, I think it was a Kobe clip, right? You are going to suffer in some areas, but that's okay because that's part of the dream. And I honestly don't know where this podcast is going to go. If I'm being really real right now, but I just you know it's just like a Kobe anecdote that came up, and you know like Amon was talking about how he inspired you. That's the same way he inspired me. Danny, you want to chip in or anything? Yeah. So before we move on, I want to talk about some of my favorite Kobe moments. Uh, yeah. So I know I knew everyone was going to talk about that 81 point game, but I want to talk about a month before that, where this man dropped 62 points in three quarters, only three quarters, drains a three with like uh, four seconds left in that third quarter. And I, I personally didn't watch this game, but I've seen the highlights of this game, and I heard a story where he basically sat himself out, even though like players were telling him, "Hey, you could go for a new record, you could go for like 70." You go for 80, and he's like, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll get it later. And a month later, he drops 81 points against the Raptors. And I thought that was pretty cool to see, like, how much confidence he had in himself. 
that yeah, he he's he's gonna get this. He's gonna get this sometime, and he drops eighty one points the next month, and he goes on that insane like insane scoring run where he averaged like forty five points in like thirteen games or something. That was one of the craziest like scoring outputs like any players ever had over a course mm-hmm. of a couple games, and I really like that moment. I also really liked the play with Shaq that in that comeback against the Trailblazers, that oop where he passes it to Shaq and like. After the oop, Shaq like points to the points to the crowd up there. Oh yeah, I know. I, 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 yeah, I always thought that was such a cool clip when like Shaq goes up to point that, and I thought it was such like mm-hmm. such a cool play, like the synergy they had together. Even though they were like, we've all heard the stories about how competitive they were with each other, how much they made them each other better, and they strive to be better than the other player. So I just really yeah. like that connection between Kobe and Shaq. Yeah, no doubt. Um. Kobe and Shaq was one of the most dominant duos, and if anybody says otherwise, you don't watch basketball. I hate to say it that way, but, you know, you have one guy on one side scoring, like, 32 points and dishing out, like, people say Kobe doesn't pass, but I think that was, like, later on in his career, he kind of, because he didn't have that much help anyways either, but he still did pass that time too, but, like, you had a guy who was electrifying, right, who was insanely quick and, you know, got all those, like, high-flying dunks and whatnot, and on the other side, you have Shaq, who's, like, averaging 25 points or 28 points per game while also grabbing, like, 13, 15 rebounds. And it was unstoppable because, you know, you had to choose who you want to shut down that game. And most days, you couldn't shut down both. So that's uh, a cool thing. But I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Kobe story? He has so many crazy stories over the years. What is your favorite one? I'm on. I'll let you go first. Um... So, you know, Kobe went to, uh, I think, uh, he went to Lower Marion, right? Lower Marion? Yeah. And I go to Upper Marion, right? That's yeah. literally, like, like, 10 miles away, right? Mm-hmm. And I heard from a teacher that, 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 that went here before, but they also went to Lower Marion before, right? Yeah. And they told me about how they, they watched Kobe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how... He'd like make their own like high school teammates play one on one by themselves, like like during an active practice. And apparently, Kobe's team used to blow out teams like like hundred to like twenty. These crazy numbers, and that was because of Kobe. And I I think that that's just a crazy story. The fact that he like was a leader ever since he was in high school, not just when he got to college, when he got to the the NBA. He was just that kind of person. Ever since he was a teenager, and that and that just you know shows how great how great of an athlete and person he was. Yeah, uh, that one I haven't heard before, Mark. I think that you might yeah, be the only person so, in the world who knows that story, which is pretty I, cool. I, I, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because um, I, I heard that from my science teacher in yeah. um in eighth grade, and apparently he went to Lower Marion. Before, but it came yeah, up no, Marion, and I then remember because he... I also used to go to Upper Marion, right? Remember, I was like right when you moved in, I used to go to Upper Marion as well. And um, like one of the first like few things that people told me about when I was a kid was that um, you know, Kobe used to go to Lower Marion, and I was like, I was like, yo, no way, right? And then one day I remember like I bugged my dad to just like drive by um the Lower Marion High School just to see like the high school that Kobe went to, and I was like. It was just like those little things that get you hyped as a kid, right? To know that you're like this close from being like from an NBA player's like hometown or something, um, which is pretty cool. But I think personally, my favorite 
Kobe Bryant story would be either the one about the broken nose with him and D Wade or the Paul Pierce story. So I'll say both, just just because we have enough time. Um, so the broken nose one, right? I think it was the 2012 All Star game, and um, uh, D Wade gave like a hard foul to Kobe, and it broke his nose. So he had to go and like put on the mask and everything. And, and like a few games later, apparently they had to play, and um, and then Co and then D Wade was like, uh, "Yo, Kobe, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to. And you know, whatnot." And Kobe was just like, "I love it." And he he gave it to D Wade the next time they played. I think he dropped about thirty two or twenty eight, something like that. But he went off against D Wade, and um, that was one of my favorite stories. How he took something as simple as you know, an unintentional foul, used it as fuel, and um, you know, destroyed. <laughs> excuse me, destroyed <laughs> the other uh, team. And then my other one would be Paul Pierce. Uh, so I think. This was right after he lost to the Celtics in the finals. And um, him and, I believe, Megan Rapone, they were, like, out in, at a um, meet or event. And while they were um, hanging out, they were, like, lo- they were like sitting down. Kobe was going through a newspaper. And he saw, like, it said, Paul Pierce, finals MVP. And uh, what, according to Megan Rapone, he, like, cut that out, put it in his pocket, looked at her, and said, motivation. And obviously, we know what happened next. He went back to the finals, beat the finals, got finals MVP, and um, yeah, that is just like boss level type of things, you know, Kobe used to do, which is <laughs> insane and also like very uh, inspiring. Yeah. Uh, Danny, you got something? To say? Yeah, he did. He is just a savage, just all around, and that's that's something related to my story that I'm talking about. Uh, this I first saw. Uh, this is more recent, actually. This is after he retired when uh, Mavericks versus Lakers games when I first came about to the story. I did not know this beforehand, but it was like a clip that like ESPN Bleacher Report posted with Kobe Bryant was on the sidelines and he started talking Slovenian to Luka Doncic. And Luka looked back and he's like, who's talking my language? And you see Kobe and him just start like talking. And then I, I looked more into it and I found that Kobe studied languages that some of his like rivals and other teams that uh he played like players that spoke those languages and he would learn those languages to talk smack to those players that like knew that language like, like the time when he was on team usa and he um uh was talking trash to luis uh scola in yeah. spanish luis scola yeah insane. yeah like he he's just such a savage like he, he did not care and I, I thought that was pretty interesting that this man learned a whole language just to talk smack to people. Like, and that also, is just as pure dedication. And also, that's really smart, because if someone says something like that's, like, kind of disrespectful, like, in their own language, that just hits different. That, that just hurts more. Like, if a guy, you know, so let's say a guy's Spanish, right? And if you say it's, uh, if you say something bad in English, it won't affect him as much as you would, like, say something that's bad in, in Spanish, you know? That just hits different. That just that just hurts more. I think uh, Kobe did that to like get into his opponents' heads, and that and worked that, really like, well. When you're on like Olympics, right, and um, other teams have an advantage because they speak all the same language, right, like a second language or something. Um, well, most Americans don't, right? You can hear what they're trying to say. So that's something that's cool as too. And um, yeah, Mom was just different. Okay, I gotta ask this one uh, question. 
I don't really like talking about this because I I usually don't you know what you say I I don't I don't like that day as much. But what was your reaction on January twenty sixth when you heard the news? So like, I think time. I'm pretty sure we all just came back from church, right? Most likely, yeah. yeah. That's what I remember. And, um, I was just I scrolling was through. Twitter. We I was just scrolling through Twitter. I'm pretty sure I didn't right. get on that day. So, and, and then I see it, and I I didn't know how to react, and then. Right. Like minutes later, I just see a snap from like and like so, you see the news. So personally, um, I was scrolling through Instagram right at the time, and I see an NBA memes page post this news. So I thought it was a joke, and I was like, "Yo, that that's a dark joke. You shouldn't be doing that." I go to the comments, and they're like, "Yo, rip, yo, rip," and then and then I still didn't believe them, right? And and then look it up on the internet. I was like, "Oh shoot, that's real," and I was in shock because. At first, I thought it was a joke, but not. Like, it was actually real, and I was just, you know, I was in shock. That was my, like, like re- reaction to it initially. Yeah, I, I was just in shock. I didn't believe it, because a lot of people saying, like, because, like, TMZ were the first people to put it out, and they didn't have, like, really reliable sources, and they've been known to, like, fake some information a couple times. So I, I didn't really believe it at first, and then. I just I remember clearly that like I got a snap from like and then he's like did you hear the news and I was like yeah I'm still in shock and yeah it was just it wasn't the best day yeah um so that day I remember so clearly dude I I came back from church like Dang said um my parents were, went out for shopping so it was just me and my brother at home and um back then like we both were playing at the same time um and I was just like in the zone right and then all of a sudden I get a notification on my phone from I think Bleacher Report. And it said, um, trending, uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter crash. And I was like, wait, what? I thought, it was, I, I, like, like I'm on set, I thought it was a joke at first. Or, like, something, like, they were doing something weird or something. So I was like, okay, whatever. A couple minutes later, you know, I get all these texts from, um, like, my friend. Uh, not all these texts, I don't have that many texts. <laughs> but yeah. From my, uh, friend, right, my Hibla, and... He um he was like yo um did you hear about it I was like hear about what he's like Kobe Bryant died I was like no way like I was like dude you know see save the jokes for in class and I I obviously have to go search it up and I, I open Instagram and then that's all that there is and then after that you know I just slowly started sinking in um I sort of realized like a part of my childhood was like slowly going away and that um you know there was like this guy that who I didn't even meet right. I haven't even been like a hundred feet close to him, and um, it. Uh, but he just felt that close because of all like the clips and all the um videos I've watched of him, right? And you know, to find out that he died, you know, I remember my brother. He he was he was like shook because he was a big Kobe fan, like I said. Um, my mom, she she understood like uh that that the pain because you know she watched us like getting like obsessed with Kobe. My dad didn't really get it because he didn't um understand, you know, who he was at the point. But then I had to explain it to him. But, you know, I think after a while, like I just like had a couple of tears coming out because I just felt so bad. Especially finding out that his daughter died with him as well, who was um who was also a really good uh, basketball player if you saw her clips. Um but yeah, I mean that day was very shocking for like, you know, everyone. And I, I, dude, I, I, I don't know. Things I just have not been the same since, um, if I'm being quite honest. But uh, that is Kobe Bryant for you, people. That is Kobe Bryant for you. 
and ever since then, uh, uh, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you guys, but, um, so after the news, right, I think, like, about, um, a day or two after, my brother had these, like, black, um, black and white shoes, and what he did was, like, when everyone was asleep, and he was, like, up, like, up, like, studying and whatnot, he took a break, and with, um, permanent marker, he drove, he drew, like, 24 and 8, like, the Kobe Bryant, um, what do you sound like? You know how the jer- uh, jerseys have that uh, specific font? Yeah. Yeah, he drew that exact same font on the Under Armour shoes, and um, we still have the, like, the, the marker still on today. And on our old mini hoop, we drew 24, I mean, 8 and 24 on the hoop. Because uh, we were just, like, as, as kids, me and my brother, we were just, like, obsessed with, like, you know, Kobe. Like, we would do all the Kobe moves on the mini hoop and on whatnot. So, um, but yeah. Dang, this episode, man, it's hitting me in the field, not gonna lie. Uh, this It's just crazy to just, like, think about it. Like, sometimes you don't even realize he's gone. Like, yeah. yeah, and then I think after that, like, I started growing um, a lot more, um, like, I guess, worrisome, I guess, about, like, you know, my closer circle, because you never know when something's gonna happen. So you always have to appreciate those around you. Um, and so... I think after that, like, I started, you know, just taking more time with family and whatnot. But, and, yeah. The other day, um, I know, I know, like, we don't have much to talk about, and we're just kind of letting the clock wind down. But the other day, right, I opened up my old Xbox, and I was, uh, playing 2K15. And I, like, my mind just, like, because, you know, now 2K doesn't have Kobe on their rosters anymore, except for, like, the old, uh, classic teams. So mm-hmm. like, it just like, completely crossed my mind that he was playing in 2015. And so like I was going through the teams. I was like, what team should I play as? And then I saw Lakers, and I was like, oh, shoot. Yo, Kobe's there. And it's just like, because, dude, let's, let's be honest here. When we were kids, what we would do in the summer was play 2K and nothing else. So, right, Amon? And, and Danny. Yeah, 2K. That's we would just grind 2K 13, 2K 14, 15. And like, me and my brother, we would play all the time, bro. And so... It felt good to see him back on the 2K game, but yeah, man. Good old days, dude. Yeah. Good old days. So, um, just because, you know, we kind of went through all of our, our, our things on the agenda, just to close out, since we have about seven minutes remaining on the, on the show, um, some upcoming news uh, regarding NFL. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, the number former number one pick who played with the Falcons, Seahawks, and uh, the Texans, has been in trade talks, I mean, non-trade talks, in talks with the uh, Cleveland Browns. They are expected to make a move today. So, what? I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to push until Tuesday or Wednesday. But that D-line would look very scary. I'm saying it right now. Can I say, imagine two number one overall DNs who are like athletic freaks. Just, just like just insanely athletic, like they are, they are re- like receiver speed in the body mm-hmm. of a two hundred fifty line, pound deep three lineman. Like they're just like imagine two um, elite pass rushers coming out of each side. Like there aren't many uh, old ones in the league that can hold that. Not That's many. True. I could probably tell you like two. But I will say three that can maybe. I will say somehow slow it down. Uh-huh. Clowney has kind of regressed with the Titans, I think. 
he wasn't as effective in the pass rush from all the games I watched, like the Titans games. Um, I think it's just they got to use him right. Uh, I thought the Seahawks used him pretty well. The Texans used him, like, the best. And the Falcons used him pretty well. And I think that's, like, letting him, like, see, the thing with D-linemen is they're different from O-linemen because they need more, um, they take up more stamina because you have to, like, run and you have to um, sprint basically every play. Uh, Amon knows this. I know this because we played D-line when we were kids. Um, and, you know, you have to switch out your D-line, like, every couple of plays. And the Browns were really good at that last season because they had a very good depth, right? Um, when you thought you could get a break with Miles um, Garrett coming out, you had another guy coming in, and he would give you a hard time. And that's where most teams struggled because you were wearing down their offensive line. And um, I think that's where um, Clowney's got to come in, and he's got to be effective in the, the, the snaps he's in, right? A lot of teams want to put him in in third down because he is, you know, um, one of like, the stars. And third down is a crucial play. But I think maybe reserving him to the more um, first and two downs will probably give um, him a better shot. Because, I don't know, I didn't really like what I saw last season from him um, playing in the third downs. Like, Clowney, um, you're right. Like, he's regressed uh, quite a lot. Like, with the Texans... He, he he was a top five pass rusher, right? At a point in his career, he was he was very good. Like, like he was the he was a number the number one overall pick in, in the draft for a reason, right? It's because how like it's just because he's a athletic, freaking nature at the end that, that that can do a lot of things very good, pass rushing, mm-hmm. run stopping. You know, he's very good at all, almost everything. But I think a team that, you know, that gets them has to use them um, the right way. As we saw, the, the Titans didn't know how to use them that well, like you said. Uh, but the Brian Tower, I think if yeah. they do end up getting him, he will have a, a, a like, his role will be a pass rusher alongside Miles Garrett. And I think he'll perform well in that aspect. Because he's just bigger and stronger than many, like, linemen, you know. He's strong, he's fast, and he has every every physical aspect that's there in the book of, of a lineman. So, I think if he does end up going to the Browns, him and Miles yeah. Garrett will be a great duo for that, for, for, for that D-line. And I would be excited to watch the Browns, because the Browns are... Are, are are looking dangerous, man. They're looking dangerous. You're right, but I just got some breaking news for y'all. Um, no way. Patriots releasing wide receiver Julian Edelman. Huh. Oh, really? I thought this was a shocking move. Not gonna lie. I understand Julian Edelman didn't show up last season, but that was also partly mainly because of injuries. Um, right. Yeah. He, I think keeping him would have been a smarter move, just because he's a veteran. He can teach a lot for. The upcoming, um, you know, uh, uh, wide receivers because the Patriots do need wide receivers. So, um, like maybe the release them to, to save cap. That's the only thing I can think of. But a lot of release them. But I think also, um, another aspect you got to think about him on, yeah, uh-huh. is that he is also kind of old now. He's thirty-four years old. 
that's like the wide receivers usually after 34 years old. Um, you know, the human body yeah, can like, take so much. Yeah. Right, because like, there is usually regress after that. Yeah, I mean, listen, from what I saw last season, he, I liked what he did, especially the Seahawks game. That came in very clutch from a fantasy team. But, um, yeah, you want to say something, Danny? Yeah, I think it's mostly due to old age, because as you can see, when players get to the age of 33, 34, 35 in all sports, they start, in most sports, they start to get more injury prone, their, their, um, their play decreases, but you know, there's one man that time doesn't, that time doesn't, actually there's two people mm. that time doesn't face, Tom Brady and LeBron James. Oh my gosh, it does not matter how old they are, they just... Playing the same way they have been since I came to league, which is just crazy. Yo, speaking of LeBron James, so for those who haven't checked out, you should check this out uh, on our Instagram page, right? I, I um there was a post that we put out today of who was your go and I and, and the stats, um, and and Jordan were up there along with the stats of their teammates, uh, and, and the comments were going at it, bro. I like what I was seeing, a lot of discussion. You know, it, it it felt good to look at it and like under like look at what people were saying. I thought it was very funny. My brother was getting in there. I was like, bro, just relax. Why are you why are you doing this? <laughs> but uh, Aman had, <laughs> yeah, Aman had some pretty good things in there. Uh, he didn't agree with me, but you know. Also, 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 my want to add. So, uh, okay, so. If we were to predict where uh, where we would go, where um what's his face, where oh, uh, Julian Edelman would go, <laughs> Tampa bring him Bay. back to Tampa Bay, bro. In Tampa Bay, he's going to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay Buccaneers. Dude, really? You cannot tell me Brady's not even gonna try. Bro, are they gonna to reunite him? trio, the trio back, Gronk, uh, Julian Edelman, and dude, imagine, bro, that that receiving core is already like. Really good, and Edelman, like, like he could be that throw down receiver. That yeah, and it's not clutch. even that; it's just like the depth. Because right. injuries in football, especially with the Week Seventeen thing, uh, you know, that would be a very smart move by the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, uh, look at would you hate yeah. if if the Eagles got him for a year on on the cheap, like, like two million? No, I wouldn't hate him at all. Um. He's a good player. He's also a very good man. Uh, so yeah, He's a good man. Like how's that pause? Come on, you can't pause anything, Amon. Our group, you've been wilded in the group chat recently. Don't pause anyone else. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? Amon, <laughs> remember that post? I was recently. <laughs> Bro, did you do you remember the the Madden post you had us, Amon? What? The Madden post you sent us. Bro. I know, so, oh, that was, my <laughs> first sentence to me, okay, it wasn't me, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, he's totally a monster. I, I promise you. Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. I don't mean that. Okay. We know a lot, we know you were looking for that. News, other breaking news, Thaddeus Moss, former, um, other breaking news that just came up into the, um, you know, whatever, um, Thaddeus Moss, son of Randy Moss, uh, who was teammate with, um, Joe Burrow just got picked up to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they're back. Well, Thaddeus Moss, like, wasn't he a, like, is he, is he a sophomore now? Or is he a rookie? I forget. 
He's not a rookie. He has uh, a he's a sophomore now. He, he was picked yeah. up undrafted by uh Washington football team. They cut him. Uh, Who's undrafted? Yeah, he went undrafted and um, yeah. The disrespect to Randy Moss's child, bro. He's got a cut genome. He has to have a he has to have that genome. The Randy Moss gene, the different gene. The Randy Moss gene, the daddy gene. He just has to have it. <laughs> daddy gene. Interesting thing to call it, Moss. Yeah. And with that, uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Water Boys podcast. This was a good episode. I like talking about Kobe. He's a great player, great man in general, um, a great person. And the uh, impact he's left on the game and in the world is something that we can't forget. So uh, make sure you go check out our Instagram page at waterboys underscore podcast. Hop in the comments, discuss who is your greatest of all time in basketball. And with that, thank you all. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Peace.